Welcome to I'd Rather Staying with Megan Myers and Steffi Pridmore. This week, we're chatting about vacation rentals with our special guest, Monica Bullington. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello! Hi, Steffi. How's it going, Megan? Uh, good, good, good. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three good three times good um if you follow us on a schedule you realize we were not recorded last oh, week last, we missed a week because uh last week was, last a, week hot was a hot mess, mess. <laughs> it was it was a bad it was just like i uh, not to be like all like mercury was in retrograde but like uh, apparently mercury retrograde did start last week and boy we all we were just feeling it so every it, everything that could happen happens happen, so Le- legitimately it was everything fine. that could happen decided it would all happen within the span of like six days and <laughs> but here we are so um also i'm still cracking myself up over the fact that you texted me couple days ago and you were like have you watched any of the second season of bling empire on netflix and i was like i haven't watched season one and you were like hmm, that's weird i feel like you were the one that told me to watch it i was like well that sounds like me but i so i can see why you would think that and then last night i was like okay well i'll watch this so i can discuss it with megan and I go to turn it on, and it was like, start season two, episode one. I was like, that's weird. That must mean I did watch season one. And then I, like, watched the, um, the like, season one recap. And I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely watched this weird show. Uh, I mean, first of all, you should know better than to argue with the five Taurus. It's true. Uh, it's about true. facts. But also, yeah. I, I couldn't think of who else would it have been that would have told me to watch it. Like, There's no one else in my else. life watches trash. No, I am the trash watcher in your life. So I don't I don't know why I doubted you. Like, you're the only person that's right more often than I am. So <laughs> I definitely should have defaulted to you. But I just, like, couldn't – it just didn't ring any bells in my brain. And then I, and then I started, and I'm like, oh, I 100% remember this show now. Oh, like, yeah. how could I have forgotten this? I don't know if it's because it was, like, too long ago – or I just had watched other things in between. Uh, who knows? But uh, I am now watching season two so that we can discuss properly. Um, also, if anyone was fascinated by, like, if you're fast, if you were fascinated by the movie Crazy Rich Asians, like this is the real life Crazy Rich Asians. It yeah, is, it is banana pants and excellent and well worth watching. So. I do I'm very excited watching. to be able to talk with you about it now. <laughs> <laughs> now I, have I remember thoughts. the show. <laughs> I stayed up way too late watching it last night, as that should not surprise you. So anyway, no. uh, this my I can't believe I forgot. I was like, I can't believe I forgot about Hot Kevin and all of the crazy people on this show. Excellent. It's an excellent show. To be fair, there's a lot of stuff on Netflix that's a mess, so... There is a lot of stuff, you know, I do think that is, like, part of it, because when Netflix, like, started doing all of their shows, there just weren't as many of them, and so it was easier to keep up, and now there's stuff where I'll be, like, scrolling, and I'm like, I don't even remember hearing about this at all. Mm-hmm. Like, how have mm-hmm. I not heard about this? Because there's just so much content they're putting out, which is great. I will, I will say, like, I do love having lots of new and old content to scroll through and watch but sometimes i'm like oh my gosh it's too much hear about this it, yeah sometimes it is a little overwhelming but yeah whatever first world problems it's fine <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's whatever so steffi for both work and vacation you and i have stayed at a lot of airbnbs over the past few years now, maybe not you know in the past recent years recent years but we're getting back to it and sometimes yes. they are wonderful, and sometimes not so much. 
That is an understatement. So we, <laughs> we naturally have lots of questions about vacation rentals. So we have invited our friend Monica Bullington to talk with us about them. Welcome, Monica. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a realtor at Remax Driving here in Bloomington Normal. Um, and my husband and I own two um two duplexes and each of them uh, one is in milwaukee and one's here in bloomington and each of them has a long-term tenant and a and the other unit is an airbnb love that so you know as a realtor you certainly are going to have a certain insight when it comes to vacation rentals so tell us about you know deciding to become uh, Airbnb hosts and how your particular expertise factored into that decision. Sure. So um, ours started with the Milwaukee property. Um, so this was actually the summer of 2020. Um, my husband and I were discussing like, wouldn't it be great? Because we just love Milwaukee. And it was kind of this pipe dream of like, wouldn't it be great if we got like a house or like we could go up to Milwaukee more? And we started looking into it um, and we realized, so we wanted like a, he would only agree to it if we could rent it out when we weren't there. Like we're not to the place in our lives where we can just own a second property that just like sits there and like bleeds We're money. not that bougie to just have a second <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. So we were like, we'll do this if we could, you know, rent it out. Well, we encountered issues right away um, because you, so we were thinking something easy like a condo um, or like a, a really small, like little house or something. And we started looking and I started talking to realtors up there and they were like, oh no, you, oh, and the other thing was we wanted to bring our cats. We are the people that um, want to vacation with their cats. So <laughs> our two criteria were pet friendly and, um, rentable basically and so we started talking to realtors up there and asking about condos and i mean condos everywhere um and i I knew this some of them are not pet friendly so you do have to check um you know your guidelines with hoa for pets in general um so some of those were out for that reason and then the second um thing was not all of them allow rentals and a lot of them if they do allow rentals, they allow long-term, like normal rentals, you know, um, a lot of them do not allow short-term rentals. So that really just put the kibosh on that plan. So we had to pivot pretty quickly um, and we start exploring other areas. There really aren't single family homes in Milwaukee. Um, like we're kind of used to here. Most of the houses that are in Milwaukee proper, like in the areas that we wanted to be near downtown, um, we're all multifamily. And so then it actually turned into, well, this actually might be okay because we could have somebody rent out the other unit and then we could use ours and then we could even rent ours when we weren't there. Um, and we found this tiny little house. It's honestly the perfect location. It's really close to downtown. It's got a long-term tenant that um, he's lived there for like six years. And the owner upstairs was his unit. He was moving, he was retiring um, and moving back to South America. So um, he was selling off his properties. And this one was just, it was the perfect size. It's not super big. It's like 600 square feet per floor. Um, And it really seemed like the right size for like a a vacation rental and like easy to maintain for us. Um, there's not really any outdoor space, which is important because you have to figure out who's going to take care of, you know, mowing the lawn and stuff. Um, and then it does have an off street parking, which in Milwaukee was super important. So, um, we kind of learned some, you know, some ways that we had to pivot, but actually it ended up being perfect because we are able to have a long-term tenant there that is in charge of the snow removal, which in Milwaukee is definitely a thing that needs to happen. (laughs) Um, And then we go up about once a month. And then our unit, we did remodel like a little bit. We put some new carpet in. Everything was painted. We redid the kitchen a little bit. It's a pretty small kitchen. 
Um, and then, yeah, we're there once about a month. And then we've been Airbnb in it since May of last year. It did take a while to get it ready because um, we were only there once a month. And then, yeah, we rented out basically. It's, it's booked during the summer. I mean, it's pretty much booked nonstop um, throughout the summer. Winter, you know, a little less because, you know, it's Milwaukee in the winter. So, um, do, so that's that one. You to, but I do need you to tell everybody the name of it and the oh. theme of it. Yes. You, I did. You, you completely skipped over this very important information. Model. Yes. Um, so because we love our cats, um, we came up in Milwaukee. They abbreviate Milwaukee as MKE. And because we love cats, we came up with like, what if we called it Meowkey? And we capitalized the M, the K, and the E. So it's Meow, K-E. And uh, honestly, it was just, dumb. I don't know, dumb luck how I put all that together. Um, sometimes your brain just works in weird ways. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, Meowkey and it's all cat themed. Basically, we went to Home Goods and bought every cat thing that they own, you know, that they had. <laughs> um, it's, I, our reviews are like, be prepared to see more cat things than you, you know, have ever seen in your life. But most people are like, it's actually done pretty well. Like, I, It I is really done extremely to, tastefully. Yes. Like, I try to edit it to a point where, like, it's fun and, like, quirky, but not like you're in, like, a cat hoarder's house. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like being in, like, your great aunt Mildred's house where there's, like, yeah. cat wallpaper and just, yeah. like, <laughs> cat hair. No, it's, it is very yes. cute and tasteful. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was the goal was like, we still want other people, like even dog themed people, you know, like we, we, we get a lot of people that love the theme because they love cats. But I mean, we have plenty of people that, you know, think it's fun anyway. So we, we still get dog people though. I told Tristan if our downstairs neighbor ever moved out that we might need to put, turn that one into Milwoofy and have a dog <laughs> one underneath it. That would be amazing. And your yeah. house here is book themed, right? Yes. So our two loves are cats and books. <laughs> um, we're not super creative, so we stuck with that. So our house here, um, it's near downtown, and it's actually on Front Street. And so, um, again, middle of the night thought, I'm thinking, how can I, you know, combine books and, like, the location? And I came up with the front page. So it kind of shows you it's book themed, but also it's on the front street. So it makes a lot of sense. So everything in it is book themed. We have like a, a free little library type stand in there that you're welcome to take a book or leave a book. Um, we've got a lot of retro. Everything in there is really vintage. I think there's like our dining room table is the only thing that's like not antique. Um, I would say everything else is like I've got my grandmother's headboard. We've got all sorts of like old furniture I got from neighborhood thrift and restore so it has a more antique vibe to it um it's much it's a big space it's got the tall 10 foot ceilings like everything you love about an old house um and we get a lot of people that are really really into the theme on this one too love it and we will we'll link both of these in the show notes and on our instagram so that you guys can check them out and also you know come rent them if you want yeah, yeah, come visit us. <laughs> so obviously those themes would definitely make them stand out in the Airbnb listings. But what mm -hmm. are some other things that you have to do when you're setting up your Airbnb to like get it ready for renters and just in general, like setting up the system? It seems like it would be a, kind of overwhelming to me. Uh, yes. So fortunately, our first one, you know, we did it. Um, it took we bought it in October and it wasn't rental ready until May. So I had time to kind of like learn it over those months as opposed to front page. I did everything in a month. I got it ready in a month and so, but I knew what I was doing by that point. So I, I, mm -hmm. it was a lot easier. Um, it's weird because so with Airbnb, you have to like, um, I forget what it was. You have to like create a listing, it, it, but like you can't really create a listing until you, you're ready. And so like, there's things that you can't really figure out until you're done. I kind of wish that there was a way that I could have like started the process before I was like really ready. But like once you create a listing, like it's live. And so then you want it to be like, they start promoting it. And so it's like, 
I wish there was like a draft version of like, I'm getting it ready, you know, and then like, you could kind of learn some of the functionality and stuff, or like what was going on, what to do before, um, before it went out and like became public. Um, so that was kind of hard just learning it like, okay, and I'm going live and like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I gotta be ready, you know, for pictures and stuff. Um, I did do professional photos on both of them. Uh, I think that was really important to making it feel less dingy and like somebody's creepy house. Um, it makes it feel like it's well cared for. I think when you have the nice photos that go with it, um, it, I mean, I, I could talk a lot about what goes into getting it, it ready. It's, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I will say as a person that like rents Airbnbs, I am often like checking out the photos and seeing, cause like, I want to see a lot of photos. Like if you're mm-hmm. saying there's like two bedrooms, I want to see pictures of both bedrooms, like. And I want to see, like, I do want to see nice photos. They don't, like, you know, it don't need to be, like, professional quality, but I do want to see it nice. And, like, I want to see it, like, you know, beautifully staged, which obviously you are excellent at because you're a realtor. So you're an expert at staging something and, like, making the bed look really nice and inviting. Mm -hmm. And, like, those are all things that I tend to look for. So it's not just, like, oh, yeah, this is just, like the corner bedroom in someone's random ass house and yeah. maybe they washed yeah. the sheets and maybe they didn't. <laughs> yeah. And I will say like the fact that I'm a realtor and I have a relationship with a professional photographer here, like that was easy. You know, that was a no brainer for me. I mean, it cost me like a hundred bucks to do the photos and it, it's something that as a realtor, I value when I have, you know, look scenes anyway. So like yeah. that was to me, and, like, you put all this work into getting it ready. Like, I want it to, obviously, you know, the pictures are, like, the, the cherry on top. Like, I could do all this work, but if nobody's going to rent it and see it, then it doesn't matter. For sure. Um, but I would say, like, yeah, we, um, just with with Front Page, Front Page is a lot bigger than Meowki. And so it's, I had a lot of people that just didn't even realize, like, how big the space was. Like, I have pictures of everything, but, like, you can't really tell until you're in it and you're like, wow, like these 10 foot ceilings like really make a difference and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the pictures I think were really important and having a theme, like there's, it's important to have a theme or like you got to have a direction where you're going. And with Airbnb, you have to really think about where, where is the property? Like there's metro areas like Milwaukee and people that are coming there. I mean, we get people for all sorts of reasons, but the biggest, you know, people coming from Milwaukee are going to be Summerfest and like summer, summery stuff. Like most people aren't coming to Milwaukee in the winter. Um, so you have kind of a different market there versus Bloomington. We've actually had, I've, it's been booked every single weekend since we opened in, um, since we had it available in December with the exception of the one weekend we had to cancel because of that giant snowstorm. Um, people you know couldn't physically get here um but otherwise it's been books and so you have to kind of realize what market it it is in and like who's going to be staying there um and the purpose of their travel and then craft a space around that and picking out the right house for the people that are coming there mm-hmm. like you know milwaukee the small space is fine because most of the people going to milwaukee are going there to do other you know, things are not going to be spending as much time, you know, in the, the house itself. I mean, so you just really have to think about who, what market you're in. I mean, you have places like Florida, you know, they're going to get books year round um, or like the Smoky Mountains. And so you just kind of have to think about what market you're in. And then, yeah, the type of house and space that you have and make sure you're catering it and matching it to the right people, too. Right. Yeah. Cause I imagine like, I imagine here in Bloomington, like, like you said, like, yeah, there's certainly like different like festivals and things like that. But I imagine you get a lot of people that are coming in like for family graduations or to visit family members or yes. you know, even like a couple of the larger businesses, you might get people that are coming in like on business trips or something. And so they are probably spending a little bit more time in that space and it is so close to downtown, like, yeah i I would say like a really great point just thinking about like why are people coming to town and what they need 
Well, and I, I didn't really have a great idea with Bloomington. Like I, I kind of, you know, had some ideas, but you're right. Like it was a lot, it was a lot of people with family members. Um, I mean, graduation weekend books, you know, right away. Um, yeah, a lot of people coming to, to do families, but like, um, we had, you know, we're close to the castle. So we have people that are, you know, coming to town to stay at the mm-hmm. castle or do something downtown. We do have some work people that came, um, you know, that could, uh, were coming here for work and did need to be able to work in the space, but also go into their office here. Um, families come in for like gymnastics tournaments and like, I mean, it is a really wide range. It seemed like there was always a something going on. And this weekend was the first weekend I didn't have anybody booked for front page. And then literally yesterday, last night, somebody was like, oh, I want to come. And like they book more last minute as opposed to Milwaukee. Sure. They book further out because they're more like vacation times, you know, so people are planning yeah, a little bit sense. further out for that. Um, whereas these people might decide a last minute trip to like go visit their aunt or something. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's funny because like, again, I've booked a lot of Airbnbs and like there's always as a person that's booking, there's that question of like, tell your host why you're in town, like blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm usually like, why do you care why I'm in town? But I can see how <laughs> as a host, I can see why as a host, if you're like trying to get a sense of why people are visiting and why they're coming to your space and like what they might need in the future, like how you can better, like how you can add more amenities to make the space yeah. like even better for them. I can see how that could totally be helpful information for you guys to have. Oh, I, we require it. Like if you try to book one of my places and you're really vague about why you're there, we will ask you and be like, we want to know what you plan on doing here. And like, you just, yeah, you get such a feel for somebody. Like if somebody's coming, you know, telling me like, oh, I'm coming for work. That's a totally different vibe for like, oh, we're coming to go to a concert or we're coming to, you know, a wedding or there's just, I mean, I've got parents that say I'm coming to visit my son you know I'm like okay well I feel pretty good about that you know because it is right I'm like a hotel like I mean this is a property that I own and I think people forget like the the home part of it because it's become so popular and it's become kind of less personal I feel like over the last couple of years because everyone can do it now you know it's become more mainstream um, but I'm like, and this is my house and I want to know, like, what are you going to be doing? And like, I have tenants that live in the unit, so I need to make sure that, you know, they're being respectful of the people that, you know, call my property home and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm like super, we will ask like what you're doing there. And like, obviously you don't need like a whole itinerary, but you can usually get a feel for people of like what you're planning on doing. And obviously people can lie, but for the most part, I've gotten a pretty good sense of, you know, are they going to so, take care of my place or not? Yeah. So like, so, you know, what, let's just kind of, that actually leads us right into our next question, which was how, how do you watch out for scammers and poor guests? Like what are some, obviously, you know, having them answer the question and kind of seeing, getting a feel for like how they're answering, why they're there. Um, what are some other things that you kind of look out for and have you, and, or have you ever had a situation where somebody got there and you like, were like, Oh no, like I need you to leave or I'm going to have to charge you a bunch of extra. Like, this yeah. Is bad. So like it's the, the first kind of um, red flag is, you know, in that blur where they tell us why they're here is, grammar honestly like if if what you're saying like doesn't even make sense to me and like I can't understand like you'd be surprised like I you just feel like I don't even know what you're trying to say or like you just get a feel for like I feel like you're not a real person and like you know you so you get a sense from just that first text that basically says why they're there you get like a, a spidey sense with that um, we obviously look at reviews, so we're not instant book. So you do have, like, we block out 48 hours in advance. So we do need like some advance notice because I have to send them my cleaner and make sure. So I, I do have some control over like, yes or no. Um, and if you give me a weird vibe, like the money's not worth it. And we're going to say, yeah, no, just the headache of dealing with somebody that sucks is not worth it. Um, or like they'll answer they'll ask weird questions um, about the space or like how many people it sleeps, like super obvious stuff. You're like, dude, like 
it says on there you yeah like it you should be able to read the listing and understand like how many people it sleeps and like i told you it sleeps four and you're asking about like you know five spaces or stuff like that um you get kind of a, a feel for um the only we had an experience last summer um we learned pretty quickly so you know you can um with airbnb you can charge more per guest so like after two guests you can charge an extra like twenty dollars per person or something for like the extra cleaning fee um we learned pretty early on that that was a really easy invitation for people to lie to you about how many people are coming to try to save like 20 or 40 bucks mm -hmm. and so um our milwaukee property we have a camera at the door on that one it looks over like the the driveway and it allows us to check in with guests when they're if they're having trouble with a lock or something and it's just so far away from us that we feel good having a camera there that we can like check on things um and so and it says in the listing like we have a camera on the premises um and this she booked it was supposed to be a single person and she asked when she got there uh where's i thought there was a second bedroom and we were like yeah it's up the stairs but why you know you said it was only one guest and she said yep it's just me and then like an hour later three more people showed up and we can see them on the camera and like i know and like those people did not leave until the next morning and so this was our first like well what do we do um and we didn't get any complaints or anything from our you know downstairs neighbors so it's like okay it can't be like that bad you know if he's not telling us like something's happening but um we weren't really sure like should we kick him out should we charge them more we were still new we were still trying to get like good reviews and stuff um so i think we ended up i don't think we ended up like confronting her or anything i think we realized we needed to change our policy um yeah. to to just cover the cleaning costs assuming all of the beds and all the linens are going to be used and if they're not then there's a little bit of profit in there for us but otherwise we know that our costs are covered and we don't have to have this like sneaky game where you try to like lie to me about who's in my that makes sense. That totally makes sense. But, yeah. Otherwise, I haven't had. I we not gonna lie. Don't think you guys. Um, I haven't had anybody where I've had to, you know, call the cops or like have any issues like that. So that that was just the worst of you know. So I'll take that. I guess. What are some of the biggest struggles that you've had in owning these rentals? Um. It. I mean. Part, part of the hard, I think the hardest part is probably the cleaning. Um, having somebody That's what I that always can, think about when I stay at one. I'm like, you have to clean it after every person stays. Right, you yeah. have to be like on call, basically. Yeah, So, and that's why we don't do instant book because I need to, I basically check with my cleaner, you know, to make sure that they can accommodate it. In Milwaukee, I have a professional cleaning service. She does like, normal houses and stuff but she also does a few airbnbs and she's a co-host on you know on my listing with me so she can see everything as they come in and so she knows what the schedule is and she's got enough people on staff that like somebody can do the cleaning um i double check with her if we have any same day turnarounds those always make me nervous um just because you you really do have a small window of like one stuff can get done um, but then up here, I have a friend of mine that does it. Um, I mean, but she has a full-time job. So usually the cleans happen to be on Sundays. So it's not really a big deal. Um, but if they're not on Sunday, I have to check with her and be like, hey, like, you know, can you do this? And if not, like, I'm the backup. I've only had to do it twice um, where she wasn't available. But it is just, that is the stress of, like, making sure somebody is going to be able to get in there and turn it over quickly enough. Most of the time you have like three or four days because most people book weekends and stuff. So, you know, maybe a Thursday to a Monday or something, but for the most, but every once in a while, like you get these same day turnovers and those are the days that I, I stress just to make sure like if somebody gets sick or something happens, like, do I have a backup, you know? Right. 
yeah, I can see how I can see how that would be definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, the logistics. Yeah, and the things yeah. that are like outside of your control. Um, you know, if I were just like, if that was just my job is dealing with this, then you know, I could be more readily prepared to just take on everybody. But um, right. it's it's you know, it's a side thing. It's meant to be a little bit more passive, even though long-term rentals and short-term rentals are very different in the amount of energy that they take. And so there's, so you have to be willing to, if you're going to do a short-term rental, there's a lot more managing, you make more money, but it's, um, it's more touching. It's checking in more. It's the communications with guests and these cleaners and logistics and stuff like that. It's not as set it, forget it as a long-term rental. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So when my family moved to town, we stayed at a rental here um, during the closing and everything. And our rental host left us a gigantic donut when we came in. And my kids still talk about it and uh, ask to get another one. Um, But that was like one little touch that they did. And they also had like, you know, ice cream sandwiches in the freezer and things like that. But do you do any special touches like that to kind of like give extra welcome to your guests? Uh, I have thought about it. The hard part is it's it's again, like the logistics of it, Mm -hmm. like the being able to have something that is like a fresh donut. Like that's hard. Like that requires that like, every guest that comes in like you are stopping by that property and like dropping that off so my guess would be like maybe they live you know close to the property or like they're maybe the ones that are cleaning it themselves and so like they're there more um but like it's hard to think of something that you can you know do on a consistent basis like that so i don't do anything milwaukee i mean we're there once a month and so it's really hard to like, you know, leave anything like that. Um, we've had, you know, we've stayed at places and they've left like a bottle of wine and stuff. And we always get nervous about like leaving alcohol because we do have guests yeah. that are, you know, 18 or 20 um, that stay with us. And so it's like, uh, you know, that makes you know, the attorney, you know, my husband is like, <laughs> I like, I don't like that yeah, idea. So, that. yeah, I, I think say, we like, really I've... focus. I will say okay. I've stayed like places like even just having like where they've just put like some uh, bottles of water in the fridge or mm-hmm. I think I stayed at one like a year or two ago where they were like there's a frozen pizza in the freezer like if you want it and it was just like it was just like a cheap frozen pizza but we were like yes frozen pizza <laughs> so, like, yeah even like yeah. things like that sometimes we're like oh that's nice like oh, I, I think cool. we focus like I focus more on like um like you forget your like you need a tampon or like you know some of those like things that you're like oh I'm in a pickle like I need so like I I tend to focus more on like toiletry extras you know like um Milwaukee I have like a little jar of like rubber bands because you know I hate it when I like oh my god I lost my rubber band I gotta put my hair up it's just driving me crazy like stuff like that that like irritates me um and so stuff like that and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, makeup remover. Um, we do care, like we keep an extra couple toothbrushes, like just in case you forget it kind of thing. Um, those are easier to just kind of have on hand as like a just in case. Um, but I would say for us, like I've stayed in Airbnbs that are like super generic and you're like, I don't, I'm never going to remember this, you know? And so we try to do more of like a really memorable theme that like makes you remember the property and like, your enjoy your stay um as opposed to you know giant donuts and, and that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a, a few airbnbs down in st louis that my family stays at like we've stayed with this host i think every time we've had an airbnb in st louis it's in the the cherokee arts district and she has a she's like two or three different properties and i think or like three or four or something and we've stayed in most of them and she has a young son 
and she has his artwork in all of the properties like oh. they're the like the style is like super super eclectic and uh, which like really matches the neighborhood and stuff. But I always like, like she has, and, and you can tell it's like by her son or whatever, cause he signed all of them. And it's mm -hmm. um, so, like some of them are on the wall and above the doors. And I always think that like stuff like that is cute. I'm like, oh, her son did the art for the Airbnb. Yeah. That's really cute. You know? So I think like little things like that are, like you said, like it just sort of stands out and helps you remember the space. Yeah. We actually, um, we did a paint your pet night at Merlot and a Masterpiece, and we, we each did one of the cats, and nice. we we took them up to Milwaukee, and we're like, well, clearly they need to live here. I mean, every wall of that house has a cat painting or something on it, um, but we just thought, like, of course, like, our, our little cats, you know, they should go up that. there. It probably looks like some kid, you know. <laughs> what it would look like if i did it it's fine monica <laughs> yeah. well so it all started with um we were at home goods and you know if you're a common home goods goer you know like they have all of that like art and it i say art like in air quotes because it's like mass produced <laughs> and it's like eight dollars and you're like really but anyway they had an elvis cat and it looked like it was the worst painting you've ever seen in the world of a cat <laughs> as Elvis. And it looked like somebody's, you know, junior high kid or like elementary school, like painted a cat Elvis. And we were like, this is so bad. Like we have to have it. And so that was, and home goods kept producing this stuff. Like they were like, oh, the Bullingtons are going to keep buying this crap. Like we're <laughs> So we would give them all little like cat themes, you know, cat names. So we have Mulevis, as in like M E W L V I S, um, and then we have um, like a Marie Antoinette painting of a cat, and it's meow. You know, you put the meow in them. Uh, so yeah, we have a couple different ones that we've changed their names. Um, we have King Meowki which is um, a planter that's in the shape of like a lion's head with a, a crown on it that we put like some ferns in. Um, so you could, you know, take your picture with King Meowki and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we, we went hard <laughs> on the cat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like that much better than like a doll theme. Oh God. Oh. Yeah, that's, that sounds like we've, a nightmare. There's actually one. listings that are. Oh. Yeah. Well, and like, there's some that are like so generic that you're like, ah, eh, you know, if you don't care and you're just there for, you know, you're probably going to be there, like, like, whatever, you know, and we've stayed in those. Um, but like, if you're like trying to create like a real, like, special weekend, like, I just feel like more people are going to say yes to a quirky, like, cat themed one because, you know, I'm not the only cat obsessed person, right? It's like one of those things that people are like obsessive with. And like the same thing with the books. I mean, the amount of people that have said, we saw your place. I had a librarian who literally like, um, she was graduating with her master's in like library science or whatever it is from Champaign. She was coming to the area and she stayed in Bloomington to stay at our book themed Airbnb instead of like staying in Champaign because you know, this is cuter and more like, you know, her thing. Um, and we've had little kids that they want to sleep in the library. And so like the, the reviews were just like, oh my God, my son was so excited to sleep in the library and he just thought it was the coolest thing. And so I feel like you get like cooler reviews and stuff from people when it's a little bit more interesting. I love that. All right. So maybe I'm just five. No, I think it's adorable. Uh, what's one thing you think all rental hosts should do? I think they should stay in their properties, like uh, like a guest, you know, stay the night there, like use the soap, make dinner there. Um, we stayed at one. We did the Bourbon Trail uh, in Kentucky, and one of the ones we stayed at. So we're we're vegan, so like we can't eat out a lot of places, and we're just we cook at home a lot because there's just not a lot of restaurants in the middle of Kentucky that we can eat at. And uh, so we make dinner one night and, you know, we got a bunch of cans of beans and we were going to make chili. 
there wasn't a can opener. Like they just, they had thought of everything. This place was gorgeous. The most beautiful Airbnb I've ever stayed in. But like they didn't have a can opener because like they, you know, they thought, well, either who's going to actually cook here or, you know, they just didn't think about it, whatever. Um, so I think it's helpful to like stay in the space. Things like, is my air conditioner work okay? Is there like a weird sound in the middle of the night? Like all those weird things that you just don't know until you, you know, stay in the space and, and get a feel for it. That's really good advice. Yeah, I know we've stayed great. at plenty of kitchens where like there definitely is not enough tools to do something. I don't yeah. expect like, like a gourmet kitchen, but a can opener should should be pretty yeah. basic. And like on the Milwaukee, f- like we live there, you know, once a month. So like mm-hmm. that one I feel like is probably over, you know, we have a lot more stuff than probably most kitchens need, but you know, it's nice I can't to know tell you that, how many times yeah. I mean I can't tell you how many times like there's just like not even like a a, a corkscrew to open a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, that is like a there, there will basic. be wine glasses. There will be like wine glasses but no corkscrew. And I since I keep my waitressing apron in the car, like I always have one in the car. But there's so many times where you're like, okay, what do we do? We like open it? Like, can we open this bottle of wine with a shoe? Like, what do we do? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we literally like hammered a knife into those cans. I felt bad because they had like, like they bought this really nice like set of stuff, and we were just like hammering, like we were like probably messing it up because we were like, we can't get into this can. Oh yeah. Right. And you're like, I don't want to go back and like find a Walmart and buy a can opener for you people. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah it was um, a snowstorm. It was a, like a blizzard in Kentucky. Oh, no. And it was like the roads were like, you know, Kentucky roads are very um, windy and like hilly and stuff. Yes. I was like, we are not leaving this place. Like we're, we're stuck here. So we need to get this open or we're not going to eat. Oh, Just want to eat my beans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give me my beans. So on the flip side, what's one thing that you think all of the guests should do? Um, I think have a little bit of um, leeway with your your host. Um, it's hard because, like, I don't always see the property, you know, be- between every cleaning, you know. Like, that's the whole point is, like, I hire somebody to, like, you know, clean it for me and that kind of stuff. So um, there's certain things that I just – don't know about and so i really need like a guest or someone to tell me like if there's a problem but also not like hold it against me like you know and it it is my you know my home right like all these properties are well i should say most properties are owned by real people i mean everyone everyone's real people but there's a lot of corporations that are buying up a lot of these properties and doing like very mass produced airbnbs so i feel like that's a different level but you know, a lot of Airbnb, the whole point is like, I'm a normal person trying to like make a nice space for people to enjoy my community. And um, so remembering that this is somebody's like real house and, you know, it's not a hotel, so it's not going to be quite as perfect as a hotel, you know, you might expect. Yeah, for sure. What are, what's the biggest mistake you see other hosts doing? I would say accepting everybody. Like, I think you really want to get like, you know, you want as many guests as possible, but I think you have to allow yourself to say no sometimes because if you're like, well, I could probably get it clean by then, but like maybe I don't do as good of a job or like, oh, I've got this turnover, you know, and then you make a bad experience and then you get a bad review because you rushed it. Maybe you shouldn't have even like accepted that guest or, you accept people that you maybe shouldn't because, you know, you want the bookings, but, you know, you don't have to say yes to everybody. Um, And there's just people that are off, you know, there to their parties and, you know, don't care about the house and stuff like that. So I think you have to be okay with turning down some business every once in a while if you just don't get a good feel about it. Yeah, it's more of a long game. Yes, and I, I, that's the the other difference. Well, with Airbnb in general, you you know you have a lot more upfront costs with an Airbnb than you do a, a long term rental. You know, long term rentals aren't furnished. You stick your tenant in there, they bring their stuff. This, I mean, it it could cost you like 
I mean, mine were like five to 10,000 to like furnish and get going. But I mean, some of those other places in the really expensive, like vacation rental markets, like they could spend 25 to $50,000, you know, furnishing, getting the house ready. So you make more money on Airbnbs than you do usually long-term tenants, but you have to know that for the first you know year or so, all that extra profit is going to paying off the additional furniture and the utilities and stuff that you pay for. Um, so you do have to have, it can't be like a fad. We're like, well, I'll try this for a little bit because you're going to just waste a bunch of money like furnishing it. So you do need kind of a longer term plan. I know I'm getting into like the super businessy side of things, but <laughs> it's no, stuff that yeah, you really have to think about if you were going to you know, actually start one. Cause I think it's like a super trendy, like, Oh, I'm starting Airbnb. It's like, there's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what, so for anyone who wants to get into owning a rental home, like what is, you know, your top piece of advice? Um, I'd say making sure you have a good backup plan. I mean, I, I'm a very risk adverse person. Um, so the idea of the duplex for us was we could take a long-term tenant in one and short-term the other and know that if things changed, we had an extra strategy and I could turn the other one into the other type, you know, like I had some flexibility knowing okay, if this Airbnb thing, like we start, you know, losing money, we could always just rent it out to a normal, you know, it because, and you have to look at the property that way when you're buying it to make sure like, not, I mean, not all your eggs in that one basket of like, it's make or break because, you know, the market could change. I mean, there's more and more Airbnbs popping up all the time. So you're going to meet, you know, there's going to be a market saturation at some point that, you might start losing money and, you know, or maybe you lose your cleaner or something. You need to know that you can use the property for something else. For sure. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. This was really interesting. And, uh, you know, I know a couple people that are in the process of setting up Airbnbs. So hopefully the stuff that you've shared will be helpful for folks like them or anyone that is thinking about this. Um, and like I said, I'm, I will make sure that we include links to both of your properties in our show notes, as well as on our Instagram. So if anyone wants to check it out, if you want to go visit Meowki, if you want to come visit the front page, come visit us in Bloomington. We would love to come hang out with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have, I'm looking at you several of our friends who have talked about coming to visit us. Um, <laughs> So we like to end each episode by sharing something that's bringing us joy this week. So Monica, what is making you feel joyful these days? Uh, getting to spend time out in the yard, like planting and like being in the dirt and the sun. That has been the best part of my week this, this week. That has been really nice. Finally. Got, yeah. Like, all I, I love gardening. Also. Yeah. Are you planting you guys... anything really exciting? Uh, I did. Or exciting um, to you, I mean. <laughs> I, yeah, objectively, maybe not. But um, <laughs> I, I'm doing a garden in a new spot. Um, since since we're vegan, we eat a crazy amount of vegetables. So I took up a really large kind of perimeter around our fence. And I'm trying out a lot of different stuff that I've never done before. So I obsessively watch it and I'm looking out the window right now like, how you doing out there, little broccoli? <laughs> I hope you're okay. Hope I pick you before you get the little green worms in you. I know. Yeah. Or just before the squirrels and the rabbits get you. We just had that. Megan and I just had that conversation before we started recording about her raspberry bushes. Raspberry oh, yeah. bushes. Oh my gosh. Those can be a in the <laughs> yeah, they, they, they will grow they everywhere and grown. you have to be careful with them we um i had them as a kid and my brother mowed them over multiple oh. times until they died um <laughs> but uh i planted a few last year and um they don't grow like the first year really and so mm. this year i was actually kind of surprised that they came three i planted five and three of them came back 
and one of them actually has lots and lots of raspberries on it. So Yay. I'm surprised. We'll see what happens. Uh, I love raspberries, so I kind of don't mind if they get all over my yard. <laughs> but yeah. we'll see. that would be heaven for her. It's just literally It'll be great. have a yard of nothing besides raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> also, my child would love that. She would officially come live with Aunt Megan if it was a yard full of raspberries. <laughs> oh my goodness. Steffi, what is bringing you joy? Uh, so, uh, Eden's big sissy doesn't have daycare. Her daycare is closed this week. So she and Edie's birth mom came down last night and they're staying with us for a couple days this week, which is perfect because Eden didn't have daycare today either. So it all worked out great. And, uh, this is their first time visiting since we've switched Eden's room over to her big girl bed and she has a full size, uh, twi- uh, day bed. And so last night before bed, we had both girls in their jammies and they were snuggled up under the blankies next to each other. And then us two moms were like bookending them on either side in Eden's bed. And we were all watching puppy TikToks. And it was just like one of those like core memory moments where you're like, this is just a perfect moment. We've got the girls that are giggling and getting all snuggly and sleepy and us mamas snuggling in there with them and the cute puppy videos. It was just, <laughs> it made me so, so happy. It was so lovely. So it was Aww. one of those where I was like, we're making a core memory right here. <laughs> That's anyway. so sweet. Yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. And then the girls tried to have a little slumber party and they made it like an hour and a half, which was pretty good for a two-year-old and a three-year-old. So, you know, (laughs) we'll see how that progresses, but they did play together quietly for like in the room for like an hour before they finally like started to crash. So I was, there were, there were no fights. There was no like arguing over toys. They shared really well. So it was, that was also delightful because (laughs) with a two-year-old and three-year-old sister there's a lot of that's mine no that's mine so you know as it happens uh Megan what is bringing you joy um last night we went to my teenager's school for their award ceremony um for like honor society and stuff and uh he was on the honor roll this year and also he got some other award that's related to like a standardized testing situation but the thing that actually made me the happiest was so the way that they did it was that all the kids they would call their they would go out on stage and say their name and they would get the thing and that all the kids would stay on the stage um but all the kids in his class they like cheered for each other when someone would come out, they, like, all enthusiastically, like, would root each other on and stuff as they walked across the stage. And I thought that was just, like, the sweetest thing and something that I would not expect, like, you know, 14-year-olds to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just really heartening to see them support each that. other like that. That's very yeah. great big British baking show of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they had, like, a, some award where, like, they only give out a couple of them to each uh grade and they were like announce the people who got it and they were like yeah 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 they were all very excited it was it was great it was really nice oh, i love that yeah. oh, look at look at these teenagers giving us hope for the next generation <laughs> yeah i love that so much oh look at all the warm fuzzies all the way around well Yay. until next time Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.